tired of overpaying for the little blue pill? What if you could get the exact same results for just a fraction of the price guaranteed? Well, now you can with sildenafil, the active ingredient in the blue pill. With 20 milligram generic sildenafil tablets, you get the exact same results for less than $2 per pill. And again, the results are guaranteed. That's right. Absolutely guaranteed results for a fraction of the cost of the little blue pill. So give your wallet a break and call us toll free at 800 365-6017 to get your generic sildenafil delivered discreetly to your door. And of course, while saving hundreds of dollars, you'll also be saving time by saying goodbye to those long, embarrassing pharmacy lines once and for all. Again, just call 800-365-6017 and get your generic sildenafil with a 100% money-back guarantee. Getting your pills doesn't get any easier or cheaper than this, so call 800-365-6017 now. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Thank you for joining us here at Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Todd Kunin and Cal Hunter, our producer. What a beautiful day out. It is the 15th of February. We love doing this show, and I really, truly want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I was thinking about this driving in this morning. What a wonderful uh, opportunity for Todd and I and Cal and Denise is away uh, today in uh, enjoying a vacation. Um, what, what a great opportunity for us to, to serve and enjoy this uh, fun show. And, and I do truly believe to some degree it's a service. It's, it's entertainment. Um, it is exciting, we think, and it's sometimes informative, uh, but most of the time not. But, uh, but, we're, but, but, but we're, enjoyable. we're enjoying it. But we do provide something that's not available anywhere else. That's true. We are unique. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO if you want to uh, tune in or, or talk to Cal if he's not busy. Um, remember, you can tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We have a lot going on today, Todd, a lot. Absolutely. We've got case or no case. We've got the Weinstein is wrapping up. Um, you know, I, I was waiting Friday to see if the jury was going to come back. It did not, to my knowledge, come back yet. Um, that, that, uh, that's next week probably. And, and that's typically – well, that's a good sign for the defense at a minimum. I mean, usually when juries come back with a very quick verdict, that's yeah, most good. of the time that's a prosecution-oriented verdict when it comes back. So yeah. uh, for Mr. Weinstein and his attorneys, I, I'm sure they're happy that the jury at least decided to take a little time to review everything. Yes, and that's probably what they're doing next week. Uh is going to be the big decision, and we'll be able to talk about that because we have followed the Weinstein case from the from the beginning. Um, I, you know, I heard something interesting, and I'm going to say this out loud to everybody. Listen to this. This is I'm a little shocked. We have a marketing person that handles uh, most of our Twitter account, our Instagram, and Facebook, and she said that when we talk about the Weinstein, and she and we post about okay, this is what we're talking about, and she'll post our discussions about Weinstein, that we get blocked by Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, what? She goes, yeah. She says they temporarily put us on, what is the word she said? They they said we're temporarily, our account suspended temporarily. So we're on hiatus for some reason, no, an and, unchosen and, and, one. And they, yeah. and they put us back on, 
And I get it. Twitter wants to make sure stuff's not offensive, but uh, this is news, uh, Twitter. We're talking about news, and I'm not here to disparage you, Twitter, because you've got more money and more power than I do. But here's the thing. I, I was actually shocked that when we talked about mainly Weinstein, they put us on in a hiatus, our Twitter account. What about Avenatti? I don't, I don't know. I just don't get this stuff. What, why do they do that? Well, I, I, I have a, That's my understanding. My, my, my theory as to why they might do that has to do with, A, how Radio Law Talk presents itself as being a, neutral. A, a, a neutral and a show for families. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe that there's any individual at Twitter that would go in and say, okay, this needs to be blocked, this needs to be blocked, this needs to be blocked. There, right. are, there are algorithms that do that. That's true. And given, true. given the subject matter of the Weinstein case, because you're talking about allegations of sexual abuse and rape and, and what have you, I think that there's a high likelihood that any time the name Weinstein comes through on Twitter, that there's going to be maybe an algorithm put in by Twitter to say these are words words. words that are associated. And so that probably needs to be reviewed before it can go out because it just triggers the algorithm. Um, So I guess we can't use the R word, the a lot of words we should stop using. Well, maybe we can call it um, the R word. They, they, they could. The... Well, I don't think those words necessarily would get you booted from Twitter, but oftentimes when people are talking about the R word and those things, they're also using other language to describe those acts that are yes. expletives. And so it may, not, maybe they're just highly sensitive to that, and that's why the yeah, feed gets Not blocked. on a legal, uh, neutral way that we're doing it here. Exactly. And, and, and uh, as a newsworthy type of... Uh, Actually, I, I consider us uh, news. Um, or do they news. fear? Do they fear that somehow we could influence the jury pool? Yes, we're so powerful out there that I'm well, sure that everything, <laughs> everyone is stopped right now and it's listening possible. to us right now. I mean, you know, they might go well. Look we do out. have three new affiliates, and I mean, we have affiliates joining us all the time. But uh, anyway, that's that was an interesting thing that happened this week. And uh, other than that, it's beautiful. Uh, it, the sun's out. I'm happy. It's a good day. I'm here with my friends, and we're going to talk about Weinstein. It's really interesting. I'm telling you, it is very interesting to me. And us as lawyers, don't forget what we like to look at is I, I, like, I like the strategies and, and watch the strategies of the prosecutor and the defense, and there's a lot for us to talk about. About I, I still wrote, bad argument, don't say it this way. Say You see my notes written all over you know, uh, this, the paper. You know, we go to, as attorneys, we have to, and pretty much every state, I believe, has this. We have to go to what's called uh, continuing legal education. Right. And... I remember after the OJ trial, the verdict came out in the OJ trial during my first semester of my first year of law school in 1995. Yes. And then as I went to as I went to continuing legal education conferences for the first 10 years after I became a lawyer, it seemed like everybody talking about trial was referencing something that happened in OJ because it was right. so there were mistakes that were made, and there were things that were done good, and so those were used. My guess is that the Weinstein trial is probably something we are going to see for the next five to ten years, in especially for me because I do criminal law, in continuing legal education classes about don't do this, do that, and especially right. if the if the verdict came back not guilty for Weinstein, if the verdict if he is acquitted. You can guarantee you're going to see the, everything that happened in that trial is going to go under a fine a microscope and comb through with a fine-tooth comb. Right. And the biggest difference is no Lance Ito. 
yeah. Those of you who don't know, that was uh, OJ Trials' uh, judge. He was. That's funny. He used to sit back there and just. I, I swear he had a sandwich back there. He's like eating a sandwich while everybody's watching the yeah, OJ the mo- trial. The most interesting thing about Ito was I remember he was asked a question. It, the trial had just finished, and they said, "Well, what are you gonna do now? What's coming up next?" And he says. Well, I think I have a DUI trial assigned to me next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going from that to a DUI trial. Yeah. Or he said overruled. <laughs> no, that's true. You just go from like some some high profile. And I do know judges. I've talked to them. And this very high profile case, you're on the news. or I mean, you're not as the judge, but they can. the case is on the news. You can see the judge, in, in, you know, if they allow the, the cameras in the yes. courtroom to just a... Minor misdemeanor. It just it just moves on. That's the way it is. Are there still states that don't allow cameras in the court? I know the Supreme Court doesn't, but are there still states that don't? I wonder. I don't know which states do or don't, but the vast majority of the time that I understand is it's up to the judge. Right. Now every state is different, but in general, it's up to the judge. Like I know one judge that at times will allow cameras, but no recording. No audio. Yeah. No audio. They yeah. allow the cameras, but no audio. That's a pretty common restriction. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. you know, there, there's, and some don't allow them at all. It depends. Well, I think that's just because the sketch artists union has a powerful lobby <laughs> and, and they don't want to be put out of business. They want to be able to continue to make those caricatures of people with, you know, distorted the facial features. Yeah, the cartoons and that they draw. You know what? I do know some of those cartoon, uh, some of those sketch artists that go into court. Or, or the pictures they drew of Harvey Weinstein naked. Did you see those the did sketch really artist's version of the picture of no, Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I, yeah, I missed yeah. that. I'm a little yeah. concerned you're yeah. Googling that there. No, no, no. no. Not I'm not that. Googling it. I'm saying it showed up in a, in a news article. I, and it was awful. It, well, let me tell you right yes. now, we're going to talk about that uh, when we come back, but I actually have the Michael Jackson uh, sketch artist who went all over the world when Macaulay Culkin was testifying. The main sketch ar- artist that did the sketch, I've got that original sketch. Hmm. Wow. I bought it from the artist. Because they'll, they'll go out and, famous ones, they'll go out and sell them. Well, I stole something from what the reporters called Camp OJ. Uh-huh. They had a big old banner they printed out that said Camp OJ on, on laminated paper. Oh. And I was there for one weekend doing oh, some stories, and I thought, person. that's coming home with me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I think you I didn't threw it away it. in two days. No, you no. borrowed it. Yeah, that's what I did, yeah. We'll be back. With, with no intent. Yeah. This is Radio Law Talk. If you stay right there, the show will continue. We have Case or No Case and a lot of other cool things coming up right here on Radio Law Talk. So don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. 
the family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash. A hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy, looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dock. At the quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I like the Amargosa Valley. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Now it's time to play Case or No. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Or, or Fade or No Fade. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> there it is. You're open for Case or No Case, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to take you now. Hey, wait a minute. To the great Pacific Northwest. Yes. Wait a minute. Yes, yes, yes. Todd. 
Yes. Tell them what we just think we found out during the break. During <clears throat> Those of you listening during the break, Todd came up with something very important in the OJ trial that we might have found. Well, you know, Cal, you said you were down there covering, and you kept something that oh, was no. a, a keepsake of that. And yeah. it yeah. didn't happen to be maybe the thumbprint that Furman says he found in the back gate that somehow that evidence ended up being lost and led to the acquittal, was it? Whatever you took didn't have a mark on it go, People's Exhibit A. (laughs) Cal's like, I'm going to take this. This is a memento. Maybe. I mean, (laughs) I I, I didn't go in the courtroom. I was just outside in Camp OJ where the reporters hung out, you know, on that big scaffold. Just checking, Cal. uh, But, you know, there was maybe maybe It's sitting up in Reading somewhere. Maybe it's something that looked like a glove and and a weird (laughs) fingerprint. That's That's all I can tell you. All right. Now, case or no case, I take you to the great Pacific Northwest, the city of Lynn, which is near Portland, Oregon, where a certain Mr. Michael Fesser, age 48, from near Portland, was upset because he claimed that the West Lynn Police Department and several members of its police force carried out unlawful surveillance of him at work because he submitted a complaint about racial discrimination to his employer in February of 2017. After he got the complaint, uh, Mr. Fesser's boss, Eric Benson, asked his fishing buddy, the Westland Police Chief Terry Timus, to initiate surveillance of Mr. Fesser, which led to an arrest, which ended up being a false arrest. Upon his arrest, Fesser was ordered to step out of his SUV. Police took his phone, his cash, and a letter Fesser had written documenting the alleged racial discrimination without a warrant. <laughs> Having released, Fesser was later called back to the Westland Police Station to collect his belongings, and the cops said, here's your stuff. By the way, you don't have a job to go back to. And so he said he lost his job. He had all this. And by the way, he said it was all. Now, businesses ask cops for help ferreting out crime all the time. But I'm going to ask you, Mr. Pennington, start with you. Wow. Is that's... the case of Michael Fesser from West Lynn, Oregon, a case or no case? So Mr. Fesser, I just want to, how about that, went by so fast. He's claiming racial discrimination. His boss knows the police chief, so they decide to put some cameras in the work that are take videoing something and or him. I think it was actual eyeball surveillance. Okay, yeah. okay. And then they surveilled him, and then they arrested him, and they took his money, and they took but his But why wallet. did they arrest him again? What was the Allegedly for theft. Okay, allegedly for theft. Okay, mm-hmm. so the question is, did they, was the, uh, okay, was there something that he really did steal that they arrested him for and that was legitimate? And that's the first question. Because I'm, what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm, I'm doing this analysis thinking it's just very logical what the answer would be. It's just not fair. They arrested him and they shouldn't have arrested him and and, and it was a case and he should win. But but that's just too logical and too direct, and that's why I'm scared, because I need points. So I'm going to say it's a case, and that way I can get one point, a case, and I'm going to say the police win. He does not win for some reason, because something to the effect of there was something that he really did do legitimately wrong that had nothing to do with the racial discrimination issue. Even though there may have been some racial discrimination, 
it had nothing to do with it. That's what I say. All right, Mr. Kunin, I'm sure you have some thoughts on whether this is a case after as a as a person who does a lot of criminal defense. I'm sure some things floated across your rather fertile brain on this. What say you? So you said there ain't no fertile in him right now at all. <laughs> nope, nope, it's all pretty much barren. So you said uh, his name was Fesser. Hold on. Fesser, Fesser, as in... Hold uh, on. If, Michael F-E-S-S-E-R, age 48, from West Lynn, Oregon. So if you were on his side, you would be professor, and if you were opposed to him, you would you'd be, be an a... anti-fesser. Con- well, you'd be a confessor, <laughs> okay. as in confessing a crime. Good point. Okay, yeah, so yeah. this is interesting. What is your little dingling thing? Yeah, I know, That's, I know. Cal, you're not... You're, I'm not thinking you're of You're not it. thinking of so, I'm so, hearing dinglings. So, here, so here's the thing. <laughs> if it ended up being a false arrest, but the officers had a good faith belief, in that a crime had occurred, they can generally get around the warrant requirement. Um, so Cal, I'm, Cal's one that so, the baseball, the bat after the yeah. target and the catcher's mitt. So I'm going to say, I, I, I hate to say it. Now, Fred, you said case yes. and, and the police win, Police right? win. I, I mean, I know you're doing that to get points, but I got to say, I, I was leaning the same way as he was laying it out. It sounds like he, it sounds like Fesser should have, should win. It sounds like he was wronged. It sounds like he had a slam dunk case, but something tells me that the thing that makes this interesting is that the court is through a bunch of legal maneuverings going to ultimately say it might look bad, but they really didn't violate the law in what they did. So... Well, let me ask you this, because this is purely academic at this point, because we're going to kill time till the next break. Fill sure. time, excuse me. Can a police officer pull you over and say, I want your wallet, I want your cell phone, and I want your cash, and I want them now? Uh, with, under under normal circumstances. Without, yeah. Okay, without yeah, anything, cash, without yeah, anything yeah, more, yeah. If, if the office, if the testimony is, evidence is, the officer just decided he wanted to pull him over and take that stuff, no, he can't do that. That's an unlawful search and seizure. However, if the officer can point to, even though he didn't tell the suspect this, if the officer can point to... Probable cause? Reasonable suspicion to detain. Right. And argue that for a safety purpose, he had to pat the person down to re- and then retrieve that stuff, he can get around it. So I think it's a, I think it's a case. I think he loses. The other thing is it was the jurisdiction from the other jurisdiction that did the investigation. I, I just... So, so you're with me on yeah. that. So both I'm, of you say you. case and yes. the, the, the... Police uh, win. Yeah, police yes. win. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And then don't forget, stay with us because we're going to get into Weinstein. Something about well, there's there's a police issues there and uh, whether or not uh, it's tied in with our case here, our case or no case. We're going to be back after this. Cal, take us out. We are big enough to be banned on Twitter, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> so stay tuned because there's much more Radio Law Talk coming on right here. And remember... You can hear us live every Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific time at radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. If you help. Oh, come on. Are, Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk. All right, here we go. Cal, tell us what happens in this case where uh, in near Portland, Oregon, where this individual made a discrimination claim and the uh, owner of the business uh, brought forth uh, his friend, apparently someone he knew in the police department. They did a surveillance, arrested him for stealing something, and now he's saying that, that was improper. You shouldn't have done that due to, the fa- and due to the fact, among other things, look, you did this because I uh, brought up a discrimination issue within the workplace. Yes. By the way, the chief, his name is Terry Timius, T-I-M-E-U-S, mm-hmm. and he's referred to in the article... And this may be a hint to you as the former police chief. Oh. Uh-oh. We so, might just get one point. Huh? So for those of you who say this is a case, yes. may I see that's uh, Fred and Todd. Yes, we at least get a point. Okay. All right. For those of you who say that the, uh, that, the, that the police won, that would be Fred and, and Todd. Todd. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. my heavens. This what is, happened? This is an interesting story um, to me just because... It goes to show you how when you're in a smaller community where everybody seems to know everyone, yes. that they give each other a pass on stuff that normally you would never give each other a pass on. Got it. You never say, oh, you're, discriminating. Buddy. you're discriminating against an employee. Well, that's okay. I can back you up on that. So what happened is uh, Mr. Fesser won. He sued for false arrest, malicious prosecution, defamation, and invasion of privacy in the summer of 2018 and received, wait for it, 
the largest payout for wrongful arrest in the state of Oregon history at that time, six hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, right, wow. Right, wow. right, 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 right. Wow. And the question, what did they claim he stole? Is it, did it say well, he, what they claim he stole? He worked in a wrecking yard, oh. but, he, but he wasn't in the car parts department. He ran the auctions for salvaged cars. Got you. But for some reason... The boss said, oh, this guy's pulling a discrimination thing on me, buddy. Will you will you see if you can find something to hang on him? Right. And so guess what? Justice prevailed in this case. Now yeah. Mr. Fesser runs a, uh, a support program for men getting out of prison, and uh, he filed a complaint, and he won. It, it's interesting. He did have a, a prison record for an unrelated offense using a telephone to make a drug deal. Huh. So, so, so the boss goes to the cops and says, well, you know, he's dirty looking. He's a former drug dealer. You know, we yeah, can go get him. Yeah. But it, I just love it when justice prevails. And apparently, based on what we're seeing in this case, that's how it went. And so that, Good ladies one. and gentlemen, thank Good you, one. is Case or No Case. And next time, I'm going to take you, you know how we say the best show other than this is the UFO shows? Oh, they're the best. I have a case straight out of the annals for you yes. next hour. Nice. Uh, case or no case. But we got a point, Todd. We're catching up on... We, we, uh, we we're, do? We're catching Sneaking up on... Up. Uh, yeah, yeah, Denise. Yeah. That'll well, teach Denise to gallivant around and have fun on vacation. While we work? <laughs> yes. Oh, believe me, if she heard this any points and you guys did she's not having fun <laughs> yes oh my gosh well wait till the the end of the third hour by the way we are a three-hour show right. join us all three hours if you can't join us all three hours or your station can't you can go to www.radiolawtalk.com and then you can click on the listen live and you can follow us the, the, with a live show and you, you can know, talk to the station and say you know I listened we, to that radio we lot like show, them. and you should play all three hours. What's wrong with you guys? Did you know we hear, you know, it's funny because we're getting bigger. It's just getting bigger and bigger. We're getting more and more emails. We're getting more and more uh, discussion about Radio Law Talk. And we actually had someone, a radio station, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say the station, want, was interested in our show, said, no, you guys are too liberal. <laughs> like, What? What? What is this? The far right wing? We're we're so neutral in this place. Yeah, just, it, it we're is too liberal. It's always it's amazing. It's amazing to me how subjective the label of liberal and conservative. Uh-huh. I, I always thought I grew up in California. I always thought I was very very conservative. Then I moved to Utah, and I realized how liberal I was. <laughs> I worked television news in Idaho, and I was born in Idaho. And the conventional political wisdom in Idaho, for those of you who live in that great state, no. It is essentially Republican libertarianism. Leave me alone. Conservative politics, less government, less ta- I mean, that's, right. the, that's their whole view of the world. Right. Gen- so, that's generally. Speaking. So I've interviewed Senator Frank Church, the Democrat who had just put together at the time the giveaway back to Panama of the Panama Canal. Mm. So he'd come back from Washington, so I sat him down in the studio, did a half-an-hour show with Senator Frank Church. Afterward, you liberal Californian, I can just tell you're nothing but a, I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> liberal Californian. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in it, the world. It's all relative. Yeah. Everything's yeah. relative. You yeah. know, just wherever you are, uh, it depends. There's always someone more conservative and someone more liberal. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and then and then after Utah, about 10 years later, I moved to Northeast Tennessee. Oh, boy. And I didn't know what it meant to have the general citizenry have a firm understanding of the provisions of the Constitution until I moved to Tennessee because the folks in Tennessee, 
they know chapter and verse. That's and, and that, awesome. that was awesome to see. And so it's just you move around the country and you're subject to different things. It's cool. Anyway, so, we're, we're throughout the country. We love yeah. we love we love everybody that follows us. We're grateful for every station. But Weinstein, it's just getting more interesting because yeah. as of you know, we're gonna follow it from the early on what happened early early on this week to what happened on Friday. And what happened on Friday, the the uh, Thursday and Friday were the closing arguments, and the judge did say, and you're right, Todd, we talked about during the break, the judge says the, the minute, the, the, the final closing argument, which is the prosecution, which Todd brought out, in other states, it's vice versa. Usually the last uh, person to go is the defense, and then a... You know, read. Uh, you know, then then the rebuttal can come yeah, from the prosecution. They'll do an order. So on opening statements, prosecution goes first, then the defense goes, then you hear all the evidence. On closing, usually the prosecution in in many states, the prosecution goes first, then the defense is able to say stuff. But because the prosecution has the burden of proof, they're able to go again to rebut what the defense said in their closing argument. New York. They contract that to two. Defense goes first, prosecution goes second. That's where we are. So, and, that's, and then, so the argument is you're going to see some arguments uh, from the defense, from Weinstein, uh, about prosecution going last. But, but before that happens, so we are now in the throes of the defense throwing, putting witnesses out. And these are some very interesting witnesses. That you know, the, the first witness, one, or one of the first witnesses they put on is... Nelson Lopez, who was the sir, who was the building manager for actress uh, Scoria, Ciora. Ciora. Now, she testified earlier about some inappropriate acts that she had had, uh, or or her and Weinstein uh, that back up that occurred that that he had done to her in the past, and it's only for prior bad acts. She is not one of the ones uh, that the prosecution is using as. Um, a person that was raped. Right? Exactly. And and the circumstance, without getting into details, the circumstance relevant to this portion is that she and Weinstein had gone to an industry function. Came, right. He took her back to her house. And then when she went to her apartment, he made his way to her apartment and by himself, for, by himself and forced his way into the apartment. And Mr. Lopez, Nelson Lopez, addressed that. Because he's the building manager and had and, and apparently this isn't like an apartment complex with no security. This is you have High to go end. you have to go past the people that work the door at the front to get in. No, right? there's two security yes. people they gotta go through to get to her apartment and, and he basically testifies there ain't no, there ain't no way that happened. There's no way that Weinstein at least that's he didn't say the word no way, but the odds of that happening are slim. And, and he actually says, you know, good luck in anybody getting past the doorman guarding the building uh, to just get up there, whether it's Weinstein or not. They would have known or, known or seen this individual. So the implication with that evidence would be either A, it didn't happen, uh, you know, Weinstein did not force his way, did not go into the apartment, or B, if he did, it wasn't because he snuck up there, it was because he was an invited guest of Sioria. That, that's got to be the two reasons why the defense would be putting forth that evidence. And remember, one of the key 
elements of the defense in this case was these are people that the alleged victims are folks that engaged in consensual behavior that have now come back after the fact and tried to claim that this was non-consensual. So that would be something that supports the defense that she yeah. invited him. And their second one that comes up, they put up on uh, Lopez was followed by the, probably the most significant yes. witness so far, which is Miss Maya or Maya. And she is apparently a friend or a roommate of Jessica Mann, who is the one the prosecution are using that's alleging rape. Um, and that's the she, she's not the bad axe, you know, uh, person testifying. Jessica's the one that's alleging rape. And what Miss Maya says about what Miss Mann is testifying against Harvey Weinstein is very interesting. We're going to talk about that when we come back. I hope you can follow all that. Pardon me, follow all that. If not, we'll get it all explained and straightened out as we fly forward here on Radio Law Talk, right here on your favorite radio station, and, of course, always on RadioLawTalk.com. Stay right there. We promise we'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252-800-296-1252-800-296-1252-800-296-1252. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y-Lawyers.com. This is Denise Sturks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. 
This is Frederick Penny. Todd Keenan. And Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com. And we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web. Is this real life? Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. We love it how Cal uh, left the segment basically saying this is confusing, so we better, we better for those people first listening. So, uh, so I'll make up for it by confusing people within the break. So yes. I've pretty much done all of that. Yes, so, so here, here, here's what we do. <laughs> Generally, Weinstein is being prosecuted by, the, by New York City for alleged sexual acts on two women, and that is Miss Haley and Miss Mann. However, they've brought in four other women to testify for prior bad acts. And now that that's set up, now that the defense, I mean, now what's happening is defense is bringing their case, rebutting these four four witnesses of prior bad acts and the testimonies of the two alleged victims, Miss Haley and Miss Mann, and that's what they're doing. So when we talked about the ability for Weinstein to get past the two guys, the security guys at the door and how this Nelson Lopez that that couldn't happen. That is impeachment of the witness who was only there to testify to prior bad acts, Sioria. That is right. not, she did not testify to anything that's in the indictment against Harvey Weinstein. But Fred, we're now going to talk about a witness who was called to specifically rebut an allegation by Jessica Mann, who was in the indictment. Right. She's the main, her, she is one of the main uh, individuals here, and Miss Haley. So Miss Mann. Uh, now, apparently this is a friend and a roommate, and Miss Mann claimed that at the time that she was sexually assaulted by Miss, Mr. Weinstein, that uh, that she was apparently, what, there or in the other room, and there was questions as to what occurred. Now, here's the, here's the thing. So they ask Miss 
Maya. I'm gonna. Is it Maya or Maya? Maya. It's M- Maya. It's M A I A. I would Maya, say Maya. Maya. Yes. They ask Miss Maya what? They ask her a number of things. Did you hear any arguing during this time period where Miss Man is alleging that she was sexually assaulted and raped? And the answer, she said, no, because she said she was in the other room. Did your friends ever ask you? Did your friend Miss Man ever ask you for help? No. Did she seem upset in any way? No. Uh, uh, on the drive home, did did she? What was she like? She seemed okay. She seemed normal. Did she uh, behave? That's Miss Man who's making these allegations against against. And, and by the way, we're just saying the arguments back and forth of both sides because those yes. of you who are yelling at your radio, well, this could. We're going to say the prosecution's argument, but this is defense uh, bringing up their witnesses. Um, did she act normally? You know. Within herself, after that, quote, nothing that stood out to me, and and I mean nothing stood out to me that was unusual, and generally speaking, this is the th- here's the killer part, and this is the part that I said, do you, yeah, go over that, yes. Todd. I'm saying everything. What's here's the most important thing. Generally speaking, man, what? She says, generally speaking, she spoke. Man spoke highly of Mr. Weinstein. And then she described, Maya testified, that man would say she seemed to really like him as a person, and she said a few times that he was like, and this is the one, a spiritual soulmate and a wonderful person. Now, when you look at this evidence first, and you've heard me say this, and I want to reiterate this, there really is no normal way to respond in my experience as a pros- former prosecutor of, th- of these type offenses, there's no normal way for someone to respond or that they respond to this. There are as many ways that people respond as victims of sexual assault as there are victims of sexual assault. It is specific to each person. If there is any similarity, it is that whatever it is, there's often a change in behavior. Okay. Yes. Now, the be- the change might be different for every person, but there is often, not always, but often a change in behavior. And the first part of this testimony is she didn't see any change in her behavior. Right. And then she goes on and even says that she always said good things about him. Yeah. And again, this is her testimony. And she never said anything bad about him. And that is key because first... It impeaches the testimony of of Jessica Mann, the testimony that she gave on direct examination, but it also introduces a new element of bias in that the defense probably argued that somehow Mann was a jilted lover, or if she felt this way about Harvey Weinstein, and he ultimately didn't leave his spouse and end up being with her and and nobody else, that she could be jilted or feel upset, and that is the basis of her claim. That's what the defense is arguing, would would argue. That's not what I, I, I'm not putting that forth as my opinion. I'm just analyzing what the defense would argue. Now, here's the thing that she did agree, this is Miss Maya, the one that was the friend of, of Jessica Mann, who was bringing this, the the, the uh, assault and uh, rape charges against Mr. Weinstein. She did say, yeah, but he didn't, she really never wanted to say no to him. She knew that, that he, that basically she, sometimes she was uncomfortable um, about some certain things that he asked her to do. And but she just didn't like to say no to him. But they were in a relationship. I mean, their argument is we were in a relationship for for a time. And yes. um, but then here comes the cross examination. Cross examination now says, 
Isn't it true that you and Miss Mann had a very, very bitter uh, falling out? And you know, so so now they start cross-examining her on that issue, and and so they they basically go to show you're biased because you don't like her anymore. That is Miss Mann because you guys had a falling out. So, but anyway, that's 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 basically she gets off the stand, and then then the third person comes up for defense. Uh, this apparently a, me, a social media influencer named Claudia Salinas um, uh, is testifying against Lauren Young, who was one of the prior bad acts yes. individuals that testified, right? Yes. And and in that, it, now, Lauren Young's testimony was that there was uh, an encounter that Lauren Young now Claims G-rated. Was, we're going to keep this I'm just going to talk about the location. That there was an, an encounter between her and Harvey Weinstein that she claims rose to the level of sexual assault. And that it took place, I believe it was in, the hotel, in bathroom. a hotel bathroom and resulted in Weinstein being almost nearly unclothed. And that Salinas was outside of the bathroom. And Salinas and- says... Well, here's the key. Miss Young claims, I mean, uh, the, the big issue, Miss Salinas claims in her testimony, oh, I when I walked by Miss Young, I, I shot her this look that like, yes. get me out of here. This is, or or this this really, you know, uh, like, I don't know what the, I can't remember what the word was, but like, don't, don't get me out of this thing. So or, she shot her a dirty look. Dirty look or something like that. So yeah. when the defense, at, they call Claudia Salinas because... Miss Young said Salinas was right there, and they call her as a witness, and Claudia Salinas says, that didn't happen. I don't remember that happening. Wow. And not only no, absolutely not, she yes. said. You know? and, 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 she, and she says, and this is important because of the way the prosecution tried to impeach her afterwards. She says, if I had done that, I would have remembered. I've never closed the door behind anybody ever, because talking about how after – Young exited. She closed the door behind as Harvey Weinstein was coming up. But then the prosecution comes up. Yeah, and the prosecution basically says, well, you know what? Um, didn't you talk to us before and our investigator before? And you said you didn't have any recollection, did you? In fact, you don't recall much. And you didn't, you know, your previous statement to investigators and prosecutors is you had zero recollection. And that's what they, that's what they brought up to her. And that's always a very difficult answer to interpret because there's two ways you can interpret a I don't remember answer. One is, boy, I just have no memory of the incident. I don't even remember being there type response. The other is, I don't remember happening as a polite way of saying, if it had happened, I would have remembered it. And if I don't, then it didn't happen. And I think that's the way she tried to explain the previous statement. And prosecution's twisting it, possibly... Uh, about what's going on and then just to wrap this part up and then you know they finish up with her um and 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 she makes it clear and so does all the witnesses at least that they don't want to be here to testify yes this is not like they're coming up here to this is at least what they mentioned we're not here to make money we're not here to do anything we're forced to testify because they could subpoena them correct and they, and they were subpoenaed and they were subpoenaed so we're going to be back and talk more about now what the prosecution says Well, that sounds a lot of interesting stuff coming up right here on Radio Law Talk. Wherever you're listening, radio station, radiolawtalk.com, or even via podcast, because you know we upload every episode of Radio Law Talk just for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Two more hours of Radio Law Talk coming right up. 
You have been listening to Radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Medical Association Annual Convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA President, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. Friends and family, did you have a great night's sleep last night? I did. I'm healthier than I've ever been. I work better than I ever have. And you know what? You can have that health. You can have that good night's sleep if you order a MyPillow. Try it. Mike Lindell guarantees it. He's got a 60-day money-back guarantee on the MyPillow and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175.